Yeah, Greg, that's a solid topic. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, yeah. this is going to be a great show. <laughs> we haven't had one of those in a while. Don't tell Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what, a solid topic or a great show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, when you're, when you're actually editing this part, just ignore what Matt just said. <laughs> This is episode 277 on November 29th, 2018. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and anything else that might jump into our heads. I'm Matt Hoffman. I'm Dave Podner. And I'm Greg McMillan. Welcome, guys. It's been a few weeks. How's everyone doing? Greg, how are you tonight? I'm not too bad. I am, um, I guess you could say I'm a little excited, yet I can't do anything about it. I'm excited because I got my Moment 58mm lens a couple of days ago. Mm, I got my anamorphic lens today. Oh, gosh, awesome. But I don't have a case to put them on. So I'm still waiting for that. I sent Moment uh, an email um, asking, you know, what the status is of that. I haven't even got, there's, there's no email in there about shipping it yet. So I thought they, I gave them kudos uh, on the last show because I understood that they said they were going to put the case in with the anamorphic lens. And that wasn't the case. So... Oh, I'm going to poop with them for now, but <laughs> I still love what they do. So, you know, it's, it's all good. But um, I mean, OK, if I could just kind of wrangle my wife's eight plus, I still have the moment case for that, that I can try these lenses out with anyway. Um, won't be the same as the 10s Max because the wide angle on the Max is more like a 26 millimeter um, lens. And then the. Uh, and the 8 Plus, it's more like a 28 millimeter, so you get a wider view on the Max than you do the 8 Plus. Uh, so I, I don't know how that's going to, you know, play out, but it'll be interesting to try it. And uh, I, I'd be chomping at the bit to try the uh, the uh, anamorphic lens. Oh yeah, you know, regardless I, I, of the field of view. Yeah, I did. Um, I did hold the lens onto the camera on the phone and it's pretty cool um, I've got the moment camera app so I, I open that up and I I selected the anamorphic lens on the on the screen and then I put the lens up and kind of you know centered it up and obviously I, I couldn't shoot with it that way because it was just kind of slippery and moving around but but it's it's gonna be really fun to play with I, I can't wait you know what I hate about the fact that you got that lens that, that as soon as I see whatever video you post from it, I'm going to want to buy one. <laughs> I just know it. <laughs> so you didn't order one? I thought you might have ordered one. I didn't, no. Because you know how I am. I'm, I'm uh, you know, every time the talk turns to video, I'm like, eh, video. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. care about video. And I say that, but I don't know, man. There are certain things that, kind of get me excited about video like 
I've been eyeballing like a um, a gimbal type thing. Uh, I keep looking at like different ones, and I haven't pulled the trigger because they're all really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a like a, a DJI uh, Osmo is not that bad um, as far as price goes, and but I, it's still like I don't know. For as much as I shoot video, which is not that much, is it worth spending a hundred something dollars on a on a gizmo like that? But on the flip side, if I did spend the money, maybe I'd shoot more video. Yeah, yeah, you 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 would be kind of almost obligated to to try to do more video, you know, yeah, to, and, to justify and, the, the to sure, justify and, the purchase. Yeah, and it's not. And I was kind of alluding to this earlier in a, a chat that we were having. Um, uh, privately, and, and Mark Sadowski was part of that, and we were talking about DJI's new, um, uh, I think it's called the Osmo Pocket. It's like a yeah. three-axis stabilized, like a little miniature camera, and it's got like a cool little. Um, uh, you could get it with like an iPhone, a Lightning adapter, so you could plug it in to the Lightning port on your iPhone and use the iPhone as the screen. And in any case, it really freaking cool little camera. And, um, you know, I was joking with Mark saying, and like, oh, man, if I had one of these things, I would totally shoot more video. <laughs> and then and in parentheses, I put, but I'd still hate editing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that's really what it comes down to. It's so time-consuming to, to edit is. video. It is. Um yeah, you know, and for me, I want to get into planning my video shoots better. Um, you know, whether it's location or sequence or 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 whatever, I want to I want to get into planning them better, and I want to um, you know research settings a little more. Um, Moment put out a video of their settings in Filmic Pro that they use. And um, and they look really cool. It looks like a, a cinematic film, you know, when they're done. So, uh, uh, though there's so much involved in video that you know, I want to spend a little more time with the uh, with the planning and stuff and and whatnot because the shooting part's the fun part, but there's just so much more work involved, and it's it is it's time consuming. Yeah, no, you're you're totally right. Like, um, even for instance, uh, earlier this week, uh, Sunday and Monday, my family and I we went to a water park here in Ohio. It was indoors, by the way, and um, I brought my uh, little Nikon point and shoot. It's like waterproof and you know all that kind of stuff. And um, I was you know taking pictures with it, you know, of like my son in the wave pool and just, uh, you know, other pictures or whatever. But I was started doing like video too. And I started thinking about, you know, all right, like when we get home from this trip, I'm going to put together, you know, a video for, to share with my family and, and just so that we could, you know, look back on it, you know, whenever and kind of reminisce on this trip and even then i was like thinking about okay like what are all the shots that i need to get to make this video 
a, a story instead of just like uh okay here's a here's a little clip of of my son in the wave pool and here's a little clip of of us on a water slide i I want it to be a story like here's the place that we're at so i have to have video clips of like the outside of the of the the water park the place is called kalahari and uh you know so i got to go out and get that and and some other um you know just panoramic uh, shots of the interior of the place, you know, taking in the whole scene so that I can incorporate that in. And, um, I got all the shots I wanted, which was cool. And, um, you know, was able to put together a cool little video using the uh, iMovie, but, um, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm at a water park for two days, just trying to have fun with my family. And here I am trying to come up with a storyboard for a video. For yeah, it's all yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the one thing, and like you said, in terms of no seeing my movie, they have the trailer producer. Where, Which is you know, what I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I tried doing that once or twice, and was like, oh, I don't have the right shots that they're asking for. Or, you know, they're like, well, take the, and it does a really good job for prompting. Um, you know, it's like, well, you want this kind of shot here, and this is here, and this is here. I'm thinking, that's a lot more video than or photos that I took that came out that fit their particular thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to have a hole here, a gap here, and eventually it turned out to be, I'll throw something together that's probably not as cinematic, but a little bit, like you said, in terms of the time of editing. Yeah. Uh, trying to tell a story. It's just like, yeah, you almost have to think, okay, this is what, I, like you were saying, I want to do a video, so therefore I'm going to have, it's almost like doing a wedding photo. You know, or a wedding video. We will have to plan out these ten shots we want to get yeah. before we even go somewhere. And you're like, you're at a water park, so you're like, I want to have fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Well, right on. Anything else you've been up to, Dave or uh, Greg? Um. Well, I, I got a little beef with Apple. <clears throat> uh oh. Well, you know, I, I bought a pair of uh, Power Beats three wireless headphones. Because I, you know, the the, uh, the normal headphones that come with the iPhone, they never stay in my ears, and so these these are like a like a kind of a sporty type thing where they clip over my ear and sit in my ear, or whatever, and they're, they're they're wireless, Bluetooth, whatever. And uh, so I go into they went into the store, and they were like, oh, like sixty percent off or whatever it was, and uh, it was a really good deal. And I get them home, and I plug them in to charge them up, and. Try you know, give them a, a about an hour or so, and then I tried them. And of of the six or eight pairs of these things that were in that store, I had to pick the ones that were a dud. Mm. Oh no! <laughs> and I can't return them to the store because the Apple has the policy where you have to deal with them and not the store. Like it wasn't an Apple store, right? We don't have one of those in in the town I live in here. Mm. So now I gotta wait for them to send me a thing to send them back, and they'll probably just send me a new pair. Yeah. But I mean, it's gonna be like a month before I probably get something usable. But eh, that's that was my bane this week. <laughs> Must say, I just well, pulled up those um, those in the Apple Store, and yeah, those are definitely ones you. I mean, sixty percent off would would be a great price. 
how much oh, yeah. at least at least in the US even I can imagine how much they are in Canada, but in the US these are not the throwaway earbuds. <laughs> no, I think I think they're in Canada here, in Canadian dollars, I think they're normally like two sixty nine and they were on for ninety nine bucks or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. wow. Yeah. Apple. Oh yeah. It was a sweet oh, yeah. deal. Yeah, Apple I, in the US is selling it for two hundred. Another pair, but I, I, I can't be looking at that. I think if I buy another pair of headphones anytime soon, my wife will probably kick me out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've gotten a talking to on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do see here on the. Uh, you know, if you go to basically, it's pretty much Apple, but it's like the Beats by Dre dot com, um, and and look at these. They don't have a very good review. They no. have basically uh, one and a half stars out of five for the Power Beats three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a real audiophile. Like I don't listen to a ton of music, but. I mean, I'm, I'm I listen to more podcasts than I do anything else, so uh, I'm sure they'll be fine for that. Well, also, I wonder if look, I'm, I'm going. Let's say going by the U.S. price, if they weren't two hundred dollars, but if they were, you know, let's say, would it be um, eighty dollar? People would be like, "Oh, that's not a bad eighty dollar headphone," but if it's like, no, that's ridiculous for two hundred dollars. Yeah, I, I wouldn't buy them at full price. I yeah. just wouldn't have done that. That's Right on. Well, I'm sorry you're dealing with that. That it always stinks when you you know buy something new and it doesn't work right out of the gate. It's always very frustrating. Yeah. Oh well. That's right. I'm already over it. So. Yep. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Dave, what you been up to, dude? Uh, well, like I briefly talked about during the last podcast, got, we actually did make it down to light up night. Um, downtown Pittsburgh right after um, right around the week before Thanksgiving uh, turned out with some really great photos uh, it, was, it was chilly but it wasn't miserable cold and the weather held out so that's always a good thing and it's, it's just one of those fun festive things to do so that always turned out good and we had our um, after Thanksgiving we had our great nephew over for the night so oh, got wow. A, yeah. So we got a, a few good pictures with him and basically him interacting with our dogs and cats where the puppies were just so excited to see a small person who's not much bigger than they are. And <laughs> they were a little too enthusiastic. <laughs> how how wow. old is your nephew? He's four. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's four. And our one dog, Charlie, is – I mean, he's a – miniature poodle but he's he's kind of beefy um and tall for for a little poodle so when he gets back on his legs you know we're we're talking he's they're close to they could like if he gets down on all fours they're they could get pretty close to the same size so and it's just a matter of not nothing mean but the dogs get a little happy and enthusiastic around people so especially around little kids yeah, but that's all. That was that was something that was fun and um, something I'll bring up uh, when we actually do the conversation there. 
about um, uh, some more photos I took at an event and the organizer actually reaching out to me after I posted some photos there. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah. I hope it's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was fun. And it was something very different. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Yep. uh, Good deal. Do you want me to bring it up now or do you want me to wait till we're in the meat there? Uh, yeah, uh, we'll, uh, we'll wait. We'll bring it up in okay. a minute here. Yeah, well, th- cool. there's your teaser. There's, there, there's right a on. teaser for everyone. Nice. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> Actually, I like literally am on the edge of my seat because the, uh, uh, audio cable for my headphones is not very long. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I say, be careful. So if all of a sudden our for podcast listeners hear a thump, we know what happened. Yeah, it was not real this time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So everyone listening, I'm sure you noticed that Joe is not on the podcast tonight. Um, As Mark Sadowski would say, he's on on assignment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I actually have no idea what he's doing, but he just wasn't able to join us tonight. Um, But I'm sure he'll be with us next week, which would be ideal because I will not be. So, um, yeah, it feels like it's been forever and a day since we've had a show. Um, I think uh, we didn't have a show last week because here in the U.S. it was Thanksgiving. Um, So we kind of took the holiday off from recording. And, um, yeah, I don't know about you, Dave, but I know for me it's a pretty low-key affair. Yeah. Really not a whole lot of anything exciting to speak of as far as uh, the actual holiday goes. Just a tiny little family get-together here in Ohio. Not really a whole lot of anything exciting. I'd say the the bulk of my fun and excitement over the, uh, the holiday came, you know, by going with my wife and son to the water park. <laughs> so that, that was definitely a good yeah. time. And then, you know, a lot of times I don't even know, like, what the heck I've been up to. It's generally because I've been up to, like, absolutely nothing. Um, But, uh, man, I'll tell you, lately I just feel like I'm swamped in in stuff to do. So I I have tons of pictures to edit. I've been taking lots of pictures, um, trying to take advantage of, like, any little last pockets of fall color that i see um i think it was uh, i think it was the week before thanksgiving we had gotten um, a little bit of snow and so there was i knew there was still some areas that had fall color um so it was basically just like a race against time to like try to get out to some spots before the snow melted away where i could get uh, the snow and fall color in one picture. Um, so I still have a few of those images that I need to share with everybody. And then, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how long ago now, a couple months ago, I got this new to me computer. And so now that I'm a little bit more current with my hardware, I, I want to get like back into shooting more with like my Sony NEX7 and, and doing 
you know, editing on my desktop computer. And um, since Apple doesn't support Aperture anymore, it's pretty everything's pretty much all in the Photos program. Um, you know, Photos is okay, but it's just not that robust. I, I really wanted like a, a pretty full featured raw editor. And at the same time, I'm not super excited about a subscription, you know, like with Adobe Lightroom. Uh, so I've been, I don't know, the last month or so, like really kind of pouring over all the options. Uh, there's on one photo raw and, uh, DXO has, um, I think there's offerings called photo lab and there's capture one and, um, uh, goodness, uh, Skylum has their thing, um, Luminar. So there's, there's all these great programs now, all these options. And it was basically just a matter of comparing and contrasting, deciding what was important to me. And, um, I basically had narrowed it down to DXO and on one and <laughs> come uh, Thanksgiving, I get emails from both of those companies about their black Friday sale mm-hmm. where the, their uh, software was 50% off. And ultimately I decided to go with, um, with on one. So, um, I don't know, I guess for the last uh, almost a week now, I've been kind of diving into uh, On One Photo Raw 2019, trying to figure out the interface. And um, it's not really that complicated, but there's a few things that it can do that I haven't quite figured out exactly how it works yet. But um, that's pretty fun. That's been pretty cool. And then... As if that's not enough, I've also decided that I'm going to make a new website. I haven't had a website to showcase my photography in quite a long time. I've uh, recently had like a handful of people like inquiring about buying prints. And it's like, you know, what, what do you do when someone wants to do that? I can't be pointing them to like Instagram you know, or Flickr or something like that. That's just, that's not really a, the route that I want to go, you know, that just doesn't look professional. Um, so again, it's kind of looking at all the, the website building services. And years ago when I had a site, I had it through smug mug. It seemed like there was literally like two options. There was like smug mug and Zenfolio if you wanted to build a a site for photography and now there's like a million, you know, so it's again, trying to pour through all these and, and see which one's best. And, um, I think I have it narrowed down. There's a a service called portfolio box. And for me, it seems to, it looks like it's going to be a good fit for like what I want to do with a website. So, uh, soon I'll be jumping into building a new website Hopefully that doesn't take forever. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all the photography related stuff I've been doing. Um, you know, not to mention just trying to keep up with podcasts and things I'm reading and shows I'm watching. And I've been researching cars because I'm within six months or less of buying a new car. It's a ton of stuff. 
<laughs> I need a break. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good stuff. Um, I, I mentioned I won't be on the show next week, and that's because I will be at a uh, Instameet. Cool. Uh, which is at it's at a, a place here in in uh, Akron, Ohio. It's called uh, Stan Hewitt. I've mentioned it a couple times before because I've been to two other insta meets there. But it's basically the estate of one of the founders of Goodyear Tire and Rubber. Um, but in any case, they have a whole uh, Christmas thing called Deck the Halls. And uh, they reached out to myself and a handful of other um, reasonably local Ohio photographers to see if we wanted to come and have early access to it and roam around and take pictures for an evening. So that's what I will be doing next Thursday. Nice. Yeah. Lots of things. Lots of things. All righty. That's enough about me. I think we should move on. Um. So before we get into uh, some of the real meaty stuff, um, Dave, the suspense is killing me. Can you uh, jump back in and talk about the uh, the event that you went to and, and um, what you got going on with that? Yeah. Well, uh, it was actually something Ruth pointed out. Uh, we have a local theater, the Oakmont Oaks. Uh, years ago used to be first-run theater, but just like everyone else, when you get an old theater that only had one screen, that really can't make it today. So they converted it. They still have it still set up and it still looks like a rate, like an old-timey theater in the, in, the, in the main part. But they do lectures and live action and comedians and, you know, concerts, live events. And on Friday, um, the Friday after Thanksgiving, they had Bottoms Up Bingo. So you had drag queens doing bingo. <laughs> and it was so much fun. And one thing that the theater set up was a, a Facebook story for the event. So, and the one thing that's really nice with the, if you type, if you take photos which are live photos and you post them to a Facebook story. So you can post, if you post it, let's say a lot of larger events will have it in a Facebook story that you can just add your photo to if anyone else posts up there and you can select it to put it as the story for the event, your own story and as a post. So a bit overkill, but I just wanted to, make sure it was saved there so i hit all three and since it was a live photo it converted the photo into a little video which especially for when there's a lot of action going on is even a little bit better than just a straight photo have when there's lots of movement going on so as they're drawing numbers so there was a couple games of bang a bingo uh, a dance routine, a couple more games of bingo, another dance routine for the night. And as that's going along, I'm, you know, of course, dark theater, um, mood lighting on, so not exactly as well lit as you would want it to do photos. And I'm halfway back in the theater, so I'm having to zoom in so you can actually see what's going on. 
but they, the photos turned out pretty good. And I was adding them to the uh, adding them to the stories dur- during the night, and uploading everything. And I get a Facebook message from one of the f- performers saying, "Oh, I noticed that you posted a lot of you posted some video photos and videos to the Facebook story. Do you mind sending them to me? Because how great they looked." And you know, just a little back and forth, and what would be the best way to get it to the performer? And they and I sent it off to him and said, "Oh, these are great. Thanks so much." Now I know, you know, it would should have been, "Oh yes." And uh, what release can I send you so you can use these? Honestly, it, I was sharing them just to share the experience um, with you know with people. So. If it would be a little more formal, I know, you know, since it is a commercial event, thinking later, it's like, yeah, I probably should have said something since there's a good chance they'll probably going to use, they may use my photo in a, a promotion if they can get a useful one out. But um, it was just kind of neat to, you know, just posting stuff just to post stuff to say, hey, here's something interesting. I We came across and we're having a good time. And to have one of the organizers kind of reach out to you and say, "Hey, those look really nice. Can we? Can you mind t- sending me a couple so we could use some?" Yeah. So well, yeah, that's so pretty that, cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And like I said, it was it was a really fun event, and it, some of the looks when I explain and I told people at work that, you know, we were planning on going there beforehand. And um, I'm friends, I'm Facebook friends with a few people at work. And afterwards, it was like, they were like, uh, drag bingo? (laughs) One guy even said drag, when I mentioned drag bingo, his first reaction was, you mean like quick, fast, like drag racing, quick bingo? And I said, no, drag queens. And looking at his face, it's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it, honestly, it, it was just an incredibly fun time. It was just an incredibly fine time. It's just one of those things you happen across. And, you know, as you're doing something, trying to take pictures partially for yourself, just so you can look back on it later, that when you're not in the middle of, um, something happened, you can, you know, have a better recollection of it and put a little thing together and then have, just like I said, just, it was kind of neat to be, to have someone reach out to you and say, Hey, by the way, we noticed that you were posting. We kind of like what you posted. Can, do you mind sharing with us? Yeah, so, no, that is, that yeah. is always cool when that, when that happens. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, depending on, you know what what they want to do with the pictures it's not always necessary to get all like crazy formal right. with releases and stuff like that oh, i mean yeah. um i don't know i mean this could be debated you know every which way or whatever but i you know i kind of look at it as to like all right like what are the people going to do with it and it if it's something where you know they're not really looking to make a buck off the picture, and I'm not really going to do much of anything with them anyway. No. Then I don't. Yeah, there's certainly no harm in sharing those photos. And sometimes just a photo credit is sufficient. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, that's awesome, man. Yep. What a great experience. Yeah. Again, just a, just something fun and different to do. So <laughs> it'd be entertaining anyway. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we yeah we both loved it. We both loved it. Yeah, that does uh, definitely sounds different for sure. I, I can't say that I've ever been to anything like that. I think I've been uh, outside a theater that was showing Rocky Horror Rocky Horror Picture Show one time. Oh, out you've in never Arizona. been to the theater to see it? No. Uh-uh. Oh, I, I was there when I was probably about I don't know eighteen or nineteen, and uh, I mean. There was people with newspapers, toast. Uh, I mean, there was all kinds of stuff flying around that place. It, it, it was it was quite the event. All right. Well, yeah, I will add a drag queen show to my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we have some app updates that we felt would be worthwhile to mention. Um, I'll just go real quick here. Uh, this morning, there was an update uh, from a camera app that I really love, although I've been using it less because of Halide. Um, but Pro Camera had a, an app update this morning. And um, basically what's new with them is... Um, they made some improvements to their raw photos. Um, it, it seems like it's something that will be most noticeable probably in the, in the new iPhones, but um, maybe any iPhone that is running iOS 12, uh, you should see some improvements in the, in the raw photo quality. Um, but the, the big thing that they did was they, uh, updated the vivid HDR uh, feature within pro uh, camera, which is fantastic because they really didn't do a whole lot with that feature for a while. And I don't know what happened to it, but I just noticed that it, it just kind of stopped working very well. It did not produce really good results. And I used to always shoot, HDR. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was like yeah. every picture I shot with the iPhone was, you know, shot with HDR, like either True HDR or Vivid HDR, one of those apps. Um, and then, you know, when Vivid HDR was incorporated into Pro Camera, I thought, wow, this is so cool. Why would I ever use any other camera app? Pro Camera does everything. And, and uh, it was pretty decent, too, the, the Vivid HDR, HDR um, part of that app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fine. I, I actually noticed that the standalone app, um, yeah, the standalone a little app bit was better. better. Yeah, it yeah. was. But uh, but yeah, it wasn't bad. So so you know, this morning, um, I update the app, and I'm in my bedroom, and it's like mostly dark in my room, but the um. The window. I had the curtains open on the windows, so it was kind of like light, you know, over by the windows, obviously. And I thought, okay, this is a pretty, like, high dynamic range scene. So I took a picture where basically the right side of the picture was 
where you could see like one of the windows and then obviously like the wall with the window light illuminating and then it kind of fades to much darker on the left side of the, the image. And I was blown away by the result I got. I mean, the shadows were like, I mean, it's, it still looked natural, right? It didn't look like crazy, but, um, the shadows were just, they were bright, but they weren't noisy like at all. And there was detail in the window. Like you could see the trees outside the window, like really well. And I just thought that's insane. I mean, this has to be, I don't know how many stops difference between the dark and the light, but probably like six or something at least. And, uh, and it it did really well. It sounded like it took a whole bunch of pictures to make it happen. And I know for a fact because I was hand holding this that like the phone moved slightly because I could I could actually see the shift between the frames as it was taking the pictures. But it lined them up uh, perfectly. There was no like ghosting or any kind of weird edges or anything like that it did a really great job so i am very happy to have hdr back in my life again i i did a test shot excuse me i did a test shot today too i was just sitting on the sofa in the living room and we we got a big bay window and so what I, i did not include the outside area in the frame, like through the window, but mm-hmm. I I kind of angled it down a little bit to get the wall just below the window because it would have been pretty dark. And I took a shot with my 10s Max just the way it was, like uh, with a native camera app because it's pretty decent with a smart HDR, and it came out okay. But then I used the Vivid HDR function in Pro Camera, and wow. What a difference. Um, I thought that the Lightroom mobile app had the best HDR um, functionality on the market, you know, as far as uh, being built into a camera app. But I'm going to have to test these against each other now because I think think Pro Camera is pretty much going to blow it away. Yeah, so I... And I actually, I totally agree with what you're saying. So for a little while, I was like fully on board with the whole uh, HDR within the Lightroom mobile app, uh, mostly because it did such a good job of making it look very natural. Whereas like Vivid HDR and those apps at the time, um, while they weren't, like over the top, like that real crunchy, crazy HDR look, you could tell that they were HDRs. There's something about, you know, the way the, the, the final result, it just looked, it had that HDR look and it wasn't necessarily good, but with Lightroom mobile, it looked very natural. And like as someone that shoots primarily landscapes, that's, you know, very desirable to get that natural look. But, um, I think vivid HDR has made a huge leap forward, um, with whatever they're doing. And I know the, I haven't really tested it out like on a true, like landscape type scene yet. 
Um, hopefully I'll do that in the next couple days here. But um, the results that I got this morning, I mean, I purposely, you know, did it just like you did in a very high contrast area mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I know even before these apps had a really hard time with those, you know, to where it just wasn't, even though it was supposed to be HDR, it just could not get that dynamic range between the light coming through a window into a dark room. It was just too much. You'd either end up with highlights that were still blown out or these shadow areas that just looked like really weird and noisy and crunchy. And I didn't get any of that today. Yeah. Yeah. I I was pretty impressed with it so far. So uh, like you, I want to try it out, you know, in an outdoor scene somewhere and, um, you know, to see how it works. Now, guys, cool. I, I, I would say I just checked the standalone Vivid HDR app, and they did not update that. I just deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> I had yeah, Pro, I, Pro, Pro HDRX and, and Vivid HDR in my, I got a cameras folder on my iPhone, and I just now, just, just like 10 seconds ago, finished deleting those two apps because I don't need them. Oh, wow. If I want to do yeah. HDR, uh, I've got uh, Pro Camera and Lightroom Mobile to play around with. And I mean, plus the um, the 10s Max, it, it does a great job of with the smart HDR, but I mean, it's uh, it's not as good as, as Pro Camera's Vivid HDR setting, I don't think. Yeah, I think I'm going to be doing a uh, photo app purge in the not too distant future, like probably after we're done recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be nice, though, if they did offer because, I mean, they did have the standalone. And it wasn't, I don't believe it was a free app, the Vivid HDR. I don't think it's a standalone. It was a free yeah, app. So I don't think it was either. I think it was like two, it was either 199 or 299 So it would be nice to, um, because it looks like it was last updated a year ago. Yeah, obviously they were putting their resources into the, the Pro Cameras version of it. Yeah. Very cool. So we had one other um, update that stood out to us. Obviously, we can't be fully aware of like the updates on like every single app or whatever, but just the ones that we're partial to... Um, that we really like, we want to tell you guys about, and that is the app Focus, F-O-C-O-S. Um, not sure which one of you guys wanted to bring that up, but no, actually, I kind of wanted away. to. Br- yeah, I kind of wanted to bring that up because, of course, with the my, I don't want to say minor because I know any kind of software update's a major deal, but I think the big one right now is now uh, they. I think they always had a masking feature. Where you could, you know, in case the the automatic um, depth perception um, didn't capture something, you could always make an adjustment. But it was a part of the subscription or paid amount, uh, paid level, and now it's been brought down to the free level. And oh, cool. part of the reason they did that was it's now also uh, fully. I haven't tested it on an iPad yet, but it's fully integrated more for the iPad. And now you can use the Apple Pencil to make the adjustment for masking. So if you have a, a depth um, 
a, a portrait mode photo uh, and you notice that the depth, you know, it's like, oh, it missed this, you know, st strand of hair here or it added this part where I really didn't want it because it was inside of a, let's say someone's standing and it was a, a little gap where they thought where it kind of messed that up. Now you can go in and make that adjustment. And if you have one, I imagine, I don't know if it, it doesn't say which pencil. So I'm assuming it's all pencils with all iPads since I know the new iPad Pro only works with the new Apple Pencil, but you have the education one, which only works with the Apple Pencil for that. And the original iPad Pro with the pencil, you kind of stick at the end and they all kind of work together. So I'm assuming it all works with everything without looking into details, mainly because I don't have an Apple Pencil. Um, but if you need that little extra part where you need something a little more um, detail oriented in the end of your finger, uh, you can now make those edits with focus now. And just even if you need to make a quick little uh, mass change, uh, you can do that now uh, with Focus without having to pay for the upgrade. That's cool. Yeah. Looks like um, uh, you could also do do it now with the um, on the iPad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you could use like the the Apple Pencil and stuff if you want to get like really precise. So, yeah, that that's kind of the like I said. If I think we've all talked up focus in the past because of some of the fine tuning you could do compared to just the built-in app. It would just added a nice little extra touch. So just yeah, just, just more improvements on that. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, man, these apps are, are get, they're just super fun to play with, you know, focus and Apollo. And, um, there's a, another one that I like called portrait cam. Um, and, and there's a handful of other ones too that I don't, I don't really use as often, but they, they, uh, really play around with this, uh, depth stuff like swirly, um, which is a, uh, I think it's spelled without the I. I forget who uh, who puts that out exactly, but um, I don't know. All the all this depth stuff is really just pretty cool, pretty interesting. I know that when I go uh, to that Insta meet next week, um, I, I'm going to be like in this uh, mansion for part of it, and you know it's going to be decorated obviously for christmas or whatever but i'm gonna i'm hoping to find a, a lot of things that i could photograph with portrait mode um so that i could play around with like apollo and focus and stuff after the fact on these pictures and i would i would suggest using halide and using the depth mode there because then oh, you of don't, course with, because uh, of with, course. with portrait mode in the iphone uh, like in the native camera app, it tends to want to see a face in the in the image before gotcha. it'll actually yeah. make it uh, a portrait mode picture. So yeah, definitely just use highlight, use the depth, and you're you're, gold, good, you're golden. Good tip, good tip. All right, well, um, we'll just pretend that this is the focus point. But uh, Greg, you wanted to bring up. 
a little debate again between Raw and JPEG. Too bad Joe is not on the show because uh, I love kind of harassing him for not not ever shooting <laughs> Raw. But uh, <laughs> why don't you uh, why don't you fill us in on like what exactly brought this up again? Oh, okay, and, Ma- and Matt, you can. Um... You can. I'll be the stand-in Joe since I normally don't ever shoot in raw. Yeah, I know, but you don't really make a a point to like uh. talk about how <laughs> proud you are uh, yeah. that you don't do that. that. That's really the issue I have. <laughs> um, you know, I, we we're gonna have to have a whole episode of of photography things that I take issue with. It's um, if you <laughs> brag that you don't shoot raw, if you brag that you're a natural light shooter um and also if you uh are greg please don't take this the wrong way because this is not directed at you but But if you if you're if you're bragging that um about your your great photo and and it's straight out of the camera and you didn't edit it (laughs) now now yeah, let, Greg, I'm not talking about you, I swear. I know, I know. <laughs> your your situation is different. And actually, we should touch on that um, before we end the show. Let's let's talk about that for like two seconds. You want to hit that right now? No, no, let's get okay. into this raw JPEG thing. All right. Okay, so where this came from was I was on the phone with Jack Hollingsworth the other night. Um, I wanted to just... You know, just talk shop with him a little bit before he went off to Germany. He flies out tomorrow. He's gonna gonna be gone for a week. So, <clears throat> the iPhone, like he he has the 10s Max, like I do, except he's got the uh, the one with the the biggest um, storage capacity of 512 gigabytes because he takes a lot of pictures and and videos and stuff. And I've got the 256, but anyway. We both have the same phone, same camera, and the smart HDR in these things really is incredible. And we were kind of talking how, okay, why do people shoot raw? They want to shoot raw because they want to get the detail out of the shadows and the highlights. And with with these phones, the the smart HDR does such a good job of pulling those details out and and putting them into the final image that i mean unless you're going to be purposefully shooting to um a large an image you know 40 by 60 or whatever which i really believe you can do with an iphone i'm pretty sure jack said he has some images that size on his walls at home um from older phones even but um, if you're not like uh, the okay, where do most people put their images from their phones online? Even the native camera on the iPhone is almost overkill for that. So really, why shoot raw when these things are are now starting to give us? all the detail that we want, all the detail we could possibly ask for out of a JPEG or a high efficiency um, format image. And, you know, then, then, then you don't have to worry about all the, okay, now 
I should I should say that Jack and I are a lot alike in that we don't do a whole lot of processing on our photos. Um, with Jack, he's like 10, 15 seconds and he's done with it. He doesn't want to, doesn't want to play around with it anymore. Um, but that's his style. My style is just subtle enhancements. I use LumaBee mostly because that's my, my app of choice. It's it built to get through an edit quickly. And I really like the, the results I get from it. Sure, I could do raw images in that app, but um, I think for for what I do with my images, unless, like I say, unless it's a purposeful shot that's going to be um, used elsewhere, for just posting on Instagram or online a uh, a JPEG, <coughs> excuse me, or or a hike image is is more than sufficient, and these cameras get enough detail that. I just don't know if I see the need to shoot raw. So now, Matt, your rebuttal. <laughs> well, it's hard to uh, it's hard to have a rebuttal to that because I don't have a, a you know one of the new iPhones, um, so I don't have smart HDR. Um, but I but I understand what you're saying. I mean, you know. I, the way this the way this stuff's going, it's like okay, we're having these advancements in the way photos are captured, and um, you know it's it's just one of them things where you know people, I guess, like me, are going to have to be willing to accept um, change that uh, something that at one point was inferior is now probably the going to be the the preferred way to shoot. So basically I I shoot raw on like anything that's kind of like a, a landscape type picture, right? Because when I go in and I do that uh, post processing, I w- I want to bring out all the detail that I can, right? Mm-hmm. But if I let's say I get a new phone and I start playing around and I use this smart HDR and I notice I'm getting just as good or better results, but the files in JPEG, well, I'm not going to dwell on the fact that it's not raw if I'm getting the result that I'm after. Yeah. That's Um, a fair statement. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I do what I do as far as shooting raw because it's kind of what I need to do to get, you know, the photos that I'm after now, you know, there's a lot of photos I take where raw is definitely not necessary. Um, a JPEG is just fine. You know, a lot of my family pictures, um, you know, I, I take pictures for work. I don't really consider that photography, but, um, you know, that, none of those pictures need to be raw and uh you know even though i have a whole lot of storage on my phone i don't need to fill it up with 40 megabyte you know raw images every time i take a picture that's just crazy um but uh you know in the future if i could shoot just jpeg and get all that detail have it turn out just as good or better than if i shot it in raw i'm all for it and 
not only does it save me space as far as uh, file sizes and you know storage on my phone, but it's going to save me time editing too. Because yeah. you know I'm going into a raw editor um, more often than not these days. It's polar, and um, you know I'm kind of tweaking the shadows and the highlights and all that stuff to get it to where you know it, those details are brought out. If the phone's doing it for me, it saves me those steps. You know, it's going to save me a couple minutes of time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, so I'm all for it. I mean, i I don't want it. I don't want photography to get to the point where there's like nothing to do anymore, other than just click the shutter. Is to me that I mean that's no fun. I mean the the post processing is, is part of the fun to me. But um, you know stuff like that, I, I welcome these advancements. So <clears throat> I say what I said, right? And now yeah. it's going to look like I'm I'm turning on my heels because uh, as we were you know just talking away before we we started the show here. I was reading over a blog post from Halide about, you know, how their uh, RAW works, uh, especially in these new phones like 10s, 10s Max. Um, they have what's called Smart RAW, and it actually, you know, even though it's going, it's going to take those steps of processing, they do give a very, very sharp image, and uh, I believe it's, it's. There's so much technical stuff in the blog post, but I think it's it's something like you know it's very sharp and crisp with uh, with little noise, uh, and it all has to do with what they're doing with their algorithms. And if say for instance the uh, the scene requires a shutter speed of a fifteenth of a second, I think they'll they'll shoot that in raw. At that, and then for the JPEG, which they give, they'll give you a raw to JPEG. I think for the JPEG, <coughs> excuse me, they'll they'll bump it to like one thirtieth of a second. It's either 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 that or it's the other way around. Uh, I forget which one per, it produces first, but it 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 always will um, give the recommended settings by the phone first, and then it'll bump it bump it one way or the other to give. A, a different shot for the other file format, and their their raw images are actually really really good. And um, so, if you don't mind doing that extra little bit of processing, then that could be the way to go too. Uh, just just for um, you know photo quality. But again, it, it is that something that you need to do for. <laughs> excuse me an, an everyday shot that goes to instagram or is that something that is that where you want to do your uh, you know your purposeful shooting i at the moment uh i don't know i'm having a hard time making a distinction <laughs> <laughs> uh and and i and at the moment i also don't mind those extra steps like um I'm actually finding editing raw files to be quite enjoyable, actually, uh, mostly because of of Halide and and the the 
image quality that I get, you know, from shooting with that app. Um, and then Polar is just a fantastic editor. It really is. It's so amazing. And um, I don't know. I, I just, I like what I'm doing right now with photo editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> that sounds like a segue (laughs) yeah yeah so uh, that's that yeah that because that's about it really as far as uh as what jack and i talked about um you know it it kind of boils down to and uh, and yeah maybe it it kind of limits the uh the audience to those with the um the 10s phones but uh it, it just um you know it it boils down to what is the need for raw when it does such a good job of getting all the details in the image. But, um, I mean, raw just certainly does have its purpose still, I believe. And oh, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll still shoot raw, uh, at times, but probably just not all the time. Like I have been now, D- Dave, I forget. Did you get a new phone? Uh, no, I have the 10, the 10, well, it's, I mean, it's only a year plus old, so it's not like it's ancient, but it, I, I have the yeah. 10. Okay. It is ancient if it's not new. <laughs> um, John, Johnny Ive would be looking down upon me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, you know, you're going to be the fill in for, for Joe because you don't shoot uh raw, but the, what Greg's saying got me thinking that, um, you know, once once you upgrade from your ten to what you know, whatever that next phone's gonna be, um, your photos quality wise will be just as good as the rest of ours. Well, that's one thing I was thinking, and this is kind of <laughs> that was supposed to be a joke. But <laughs> <There we go. laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because, because we only the only thing that makes a difference between your horrible photos and a really good photo is the camera itself. The, the photographer has absolutely nothing to do with it, of course. That there you go. <laughs> That's correct. <clears throat> but um, it, it's almost like, and this is kind of something from the uh, the pre-show we were talking about in terms of cars is. At one time, it made a difference whether you had a stick or an automatic for transmission. And automatic transmissions have gotten so good, unless you're doing it for partially the challenge, or you're that high-skilled, which, hint, probably you as an individual aren't that skilled about shifting cars. You can't do better than what the computer can do. And I can see, especially with some of the stuff, like I know Google's really pushing the, um, I hate to call it artificial intelligence, but the machine learning part of processing photos. They're pushing that, and Apple, I think, from kind of the the flies on the wall, um, iOS, the next iOS is going to be more on iPad and productivity, but maybe, of course, they're always going to have improvements at the camera and the behind the behind the scenes part, but um, eventually you're, you're going to the point of you're taking a photo question, you know, in quotation marks, photo. But so much is happening; we're almost there now. That if you want to do something manual, it's going to be just a pain in the butt trying to get to the actual raw to bring it up to what the can what the automatic 
adjustments and you know taking so many shots beforehand so many during and the hdr and everything else it's not even going to be worth it unless you are basically doing things at a professional level yeah yeah a lot of the uh heavy lifting is being done for us yeah Okay, break time here. Matt, you got to unplug and plug in again. All right. Well, yeah, uh, definitely a lot to think about there with the raw and JPEG stuff. Uh, (laughs) Greg, you were talking a little bit. uh, I mentioned something about editing, and and somehow that was a a good segue into the next thing we wanted to mention uh, real quick, something about a photo you took the other day. Yeah. Um, so I've been going through a real dry spell of not being able to, you know, get out and take a bunch of pictures. Of course, the time of year doesn't help, but I was going to a, a, a meeting for the local camera club the other night and, uh, just up the street from where the meeting was, there's this church and, you know, it's a it's a very picturesque building and has these nice, you know, stairs in the front going up into two separate doors and whatnot. And uh, I wish I could have captured the sound because it was bells playing because actually right across the street, which was behind me from from where I was taking the photo, the it's the city's uh, Festival of Northern Lights uh, Christmas light um, display, which goes for like two or three blocks. Uh, so it, it's it's. It's it's kind of a, a cool place. But anyway, I just thought, okay, I'm going to test out this smart HDR on this phone and the low light capability. And I, I just pointed the phone up just in the native camera app. I did not use Halide. I didn't use any any app other than the native camera app. And I just tapped to focus on this one at the front of the building. And I took the shot. Bang. Plain and simple. So then I put it on Instagram, um, you know, just explain what I did. And but I also sent it to Matt in an iMessage and I said, you know, what do you think? Straight out of the camera type of thing. And um and Matt asked me if if he could play around with it and I said, sure. So then you'll go ahead, Matt. You you continue on with what you did. Yeah, so there was something about this photo of this church the church itself it just looked really cool there was like a lot of detail in the church you know like the bricks of the church um there was some uh lights of some sort like over the the doors of the church um and i knew there was like you know there was detail in there and it, it just looked pretty good and then um you know you had captured it on a uh you know, where it wasn't totally dark out. So there was some detail in the clouds in the sky. And um, while I I understood what you were doing as far as uh, sharing it with no edit, uh, because the the capture straight out of the phone was impressive. um, I don't know. I just saw something in the picture and thought, wow, it is impressive straight out of the camera. Um, with a little bit of editing, this would really pop. And I just had a, uh, immediately had a vision in my head of like, if this was my picture, I know what I would do with this. 
So, so I asked Greg, you know, if he would mind if I went ahead and edited the picture. Um, I had no intention of like sharing it anywhere because it's not my picture. I would have just did an edit and send it to Greg so that he could just be like, Oh yeah, cool, whatever. And then we'd move on with our lives and all, all would be well. So I, um, did the edit, uh, mostly in, uh, end light. Um, cause again, I knew exactly pretty much what I wanted to do. Um, so it's kind of just involved, um, sort of a lot of, uh, bringing a lot of contrast into this, uh, into the image, a lot of clarity to kind of bring out the details and those bricks and everything. Um, you know, there was some, uh, vibrance and saturation and, and that kind of stuff to bring out the colors. Uh, those lights above the doors just had like a really nice warm glow to them that I wanted to bring out. And then I thought it, it needs like a little bit more, like it's got this cool sky, but it, it needs, um, some sort of drama and that's where like one of my favorite apps of all time mextures came in so i basically applied like a overlay uh to the picture is basically like a color overlay and then um saved that image and then went back into uh end light and applied the the mextures version as like a a layer basically over top of the the previous version and then i masked out um the church so that this color overlay was not like on the church or like any of the foreground it was only in the sky and it just had this really cool like sunset kind of glow to it it's like pinky purple uh color to the sky and the whole thing in my opinion it turned out pretty cool and so i sent it to greg and <laughs> greg <laughs> your, your reaction was hilarious <laughs> oh boy what did i say i'll have to look it up now uh yeah i don't have it in front of oh, me i said damn son that looks sweet <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that made me laugh so <laughs> So I, I was happy with just that, just to get that, that response from you. Um, but then, then you took it a step further, which I did not expect. Yeah, so, I, I said, um, let's both post it on Instagram as a collaboration and credit me the photo, you the edit. What do you think? And, uh, and then the rest is history. Now, I got to say, um, I think your edit holds more merit than my photo. And here's why, because on your um, on your post on on your Instagram account, 119 likes. On mine, I think it was 91. Hmm. Let me see here. You're up to 94. Okay, 94. Yeah. So. I guess you got a little more clout than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's a negligible difference. <clears throat> You've got more followers, though, too. Yeah, yeah, so there's that. Like, maybe almost three times as many. Oh, wow. Okay, so yeah, I'm really not doing that great, then, as far <laughs> as the likes go. Um, but, 
but it, it, it was fun. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little uncomfortable with the idea because I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I really want to post a picture that's not mine, even though, you know, obviously I'm going to explain, you know, what's going on here. But um, it, it was fun. It was, you know, all said and done, it was fun. And uh, I, I like the picture. I just I like it. And if I didn't like it, I wouldn't have wanted to to edit it. Um, yeah. So, well, so there, you made it look really cool. You know, I got to tell you, it, it just looks so cool after getting that edit done to it. Uh, the only the only thing that I wish was that you had left me a little bit of room to adjust the perspective. Uh, but, you know, I had to get as tight as I did, though, because of the buildings on either side of it. They just didn't look good in the frame. So I, know, I, I but, but with the perspective adjustment, those buildings would have been gone anyway. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But um, nevertheless, still a cool image. Yeah, and it was a fun experiment. Yeah, um, Definitely. You know, I wouldn't hesitate to, to do it again anytime. Awesome. That'll make that into a business, and I'll edit your photos for five bucks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you know what, though? There's so many uh, collaborations going on on Instagram. It's crazy. You know, you know there's uh, – <coughs> excuse me. I've seen, I've seen many uh, accounts where they say, you know, for collaboration, you know, DM me or whatever, right? So – and it's not just iPhone shooters; it's uh, photographers of all walks of life. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah there is nothing new. Nope, nope. I don't know if they're necessarily like photographer editor type things. Some of it's photography writing. Yeah, you know, yeah. That that type different types of collaboration, but um, yeah, it was fun. It was definitely fun. I guess I would do it again. Cool. All righty. Um, we need to move on here. We need to do a post pick of the week. And I'm pretty positive that this week we are picking from our challenge, uh, which I do not have in front of me, but I believe it was called Iconic Views of Your Hometown. Yes. Yeah. So what we were looking for there was uh, for you to show us a you know, a tourist attraction or a, a landmark or some sort of cityscape or whatever's popular where you live, uh, like something that your area is known for, I guess. And, you know, the kind of the classic picture, I suppose, or even a, a unique view of that particular uh, scene. But, you know, something that you know, if someone thinks of the town you live in, this is the thing that they think of. All right, so um, we had quite a few entries. Um, we have seventy-six comments. I don't know how many of those are pictures, but quite a quite a few of them. And you know, I, I think Greg, you did the bulk of the heavy lifting here in, in terms of picking an image. But I don't know how you did it because you know, there's a lot of really cool uh, there's a lot of really cool pictures here. A lot of really neat. Um, buildings and really awesome landscape scenes uh 
you know, and, and stuff from all over the world too, which is awesome. It's really cool to, mm-hmm. you know, see w- London and, um, just, uh, all these different places in the U S and, um, really yeah, pretty- some, some from Israel too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. really awesome. You know, uh, th- so I had I had a short I had a short list of five anyway, and then uh, you know we kind of talked it out before the show and <laughs> excuse me, and uh, uh, you actually came up with the winner, and, and we all agreed. Yes. So, all right. So I I picked this image for a handful of reasons, but our, our winner is Jacob Murphy, um, and he has a picture of the Nubble Lighthouse at York Beach in Maine. So the first reason I picked this picture is because I just think it's flat out awesome. Uh, It's at sunrise, I think earlier before the show, when I was talking to you guys, I said sunset, but that would be incorrect. This would be a sunrise picture because it's looking easy. And uh, if you're not familiar with the Nubble light, so basically the, the nubble is a um you can think of it as an island although it's uh at low tide like one part of it is still pretty much attached to the mainland um but this lighthouse is out on this little island and it is a very picturesque uh lighthouse it's got like the keeper's house attached to it um and pretty much anyone that's visiting the area goes out here to see it and take pictures of it. Um, this time of year it's decorated with Christmas lights and that's really pretty cool to see. And, um, the whole area is like really, uh, rocky. It's got these really cool, uh, rocks that kind of collect pools of water from like when the waves crash up and you could get some really neat reflections and, um, you know, just, uh, people just go there like time and time again because you know depending on the conditions of the ocean if it's rough or calm you just get these wildly different pictures but uh this one i like because there is a ton of detail um it's sunrise there's just a boatload of color in the sky uh so much color you know pink and orange and yellow it's really beautiful and even though the sunrise is behind the lighthouse there's still plenty of detail in the lighthouse it's not silhouetted at all which is amazing um and then he's got um the little bit of water that separates the nubble from the mainland and then the the rocks that he probably has his uh tripod on if his phone's on a tripod and there's a little bit of water on the rocks and and it's kind of collecting the the color from the sky and it's just a very warm inviting image and the argument that i made to these guys is that you know if you're in this york uh main area this is the iconic shot without a doubt this is the thing to go see and uh this place is special to me because i i lived in in new hampshire and i used to go to this area quite a bit i have many many of my own pictures of this from this exact spot and um i i just think that this is 
really one of the better images I've seen from this location. What do you think, Greg? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it was definitely on my short list for a reason, and and it was eye catching for one. Uh, the colors, um, the the nice wide angle uh, view that it has, uh, and and it just draws your eye right into the center where the lighthouse is, and uh, uh, just just a really cool shot. Um, you know, there's no long exposure to it or anything because the water's crisp. You can see the waves, and uh, I, I just like it. I just really like it. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. There actually is like a lot of leading lines uh, in this image that really all kind of converge on the lighthouse. I mean, just the shape of the the clouds, it's almost like a V that, that goes down to the nubble with the lighthouse in the center. Mm-hmm. And then even to some extent, the rock in the foreground, um, especially on the left side, you have this uh, contrasty uh, line that's going basically from the left corner of the the picture towards the center. Um, And then you could kind of make a a convoluted argument about a line on the right side too that's sort of doing the same thing. Um, But all these lines are leading right to the lighthouse. So... Yeah, your your eye definitely is just repeatedly drawn to the lighthouse. Yeah. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, not really much to add. Like I said, it's a great photo. Um, the one thing that kind of caught my eye a little bit um, was the bright red structure in front of the lighthouse and the lighthouse building. Um, of course, hard to tell with a far away shot, but it kind of looks like almost like a a shack or I don't want I know it's not a barn but something on that something on that nature kind of in the front of the whole thing yeah it's like a shed or something yeah yeah and just how the uh, bright red is you it's amazing you can actually with the colors in the sky and without blowing out the other colors or oversaturating them you can still have that little bread little red head right there in the middle yeah yeah, the the detail in this picture is amazing. Uh, I'm very impressed with it. I don't think I've gushed this much about like any of our pictures in a in a long time. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Jacob, you are our post pick of the week winner. Congratulations. Uh, if you'd like to participate in our post pick of the week challenge, there's two ways you could do that. You could go to our Facebook group and look for the uh, uh, the pinned post, which is actually called an, an announcement now. Um, but we will have all the details there of uh, whatever the current challenge is, and, and you just post your picture in the comments there. Uh, the other way is to go to our or not our Instagram. We say that all the time, but uh, just go to Instagram, use the ta- the hashtag tiny shutter, and uh, you could pretty much post any any picture you want there. And uh, pretty much every other week, we pick from the tiny shutter hashtag, and uh, that's a good way to do it as well. All right, so we need a new challenge. 
I don't know if you guys talked about any ideas. Um, <clears throat> I'm exhausted from all this talking I had to do today, so I, I got nothing. I have ideas, but they're they're not appropriate for maybe like another couple weeks or so. Well, well I, I'm sorry. It, go, ahead. go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. I'll say, yeah. Uh, one thing I posted was maybe night shots. And I, I oh, said maybe churches. Love it. <laughs> kind of, you know, I think that Instagram shot that we collaborated on has, has a bit of influence on our uh, ideas for a post or for a challenge. <laughs> All right. So churches at night. Got but it. I, 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 I kind of like just night shots. Yeah, I, I'm down yeah, with that. Night yeah, shots are fun. Yeah, don't don't limit it to to one specific type of building, but right. but I, I like Dave's idea of night shots. Yeah, and, and honestly, right. that is one of the major besides Zoom, one of the big limitations of the um, at least of the non 10s or 10s Max phones is um, kind of night shots or one of your limitate one of the limiting. Um, situations that can happen with an iphone so it'd be a nice it'll try it also should be a pretty good challenge for everyone too well there's there's definitely ways of doing it though um you have to take a traditional photographic approach to it and if i if i got time tonight i gotta stay up late because i gotta work tomorrow night anyway so i might just throw a blog post up real quick about um how to achieve a good night shot with an iphone and I'll if I if I do that, I'm not going to promise it, but if I do that, I'll uh, I'll put it in the Facebook group, uh, you know, and and I don't know if I could tie it to the challenge post, but that'd be too long. But um, maybe I'll maybe I'll put it you know as a comment with a link to it and and uh, just to show that yes, it can be done. Cool. I will look forward to that. Like I say, I can't promise, but I'm going to try. <laughs> Well, we're holding it to you, holding you to it anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right, good deal. So night shots it is for the next challenge. That sounds like a ton of fun. I will make sure I get out and participate in that. All right, guys. Well, I believe we have ourselves a show. I hope we do because my voice is getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? I think I'm good. Yep. I good think to so go too. For the night. All right. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's tell everybody where they can find us. Uh, let's start with you, Greg. Okay. You can find me on Instagram at McMillan Photo, on Twitter, McMillan underscore photo. And really, you only want to find all the links to where I am. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can go to about.me slash McMillan. Awesome. And Dave, where can everybody hook up with you? Yep, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as ProfPod and on the Facebook group in the Artful iPhone Photography group as Dave Podner. Very good. All right, you can check me out on Instagram. I am Twitter and the Artful iPhoneography community at M. Hoffman Photo. You can also find links to our show notes, our Facebook group, our YouTube channel, and our Patreon. Don't forget about that. And any other things we may have going on at tinyshutter.com. All right, guys, until 
next week. And actually, for me, it'll be two weeks. Uh, um, we'll catch you later, okay? All righty. All right, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir. I'm getting tingly. Barely. We're all fine here. Everybody's fine here. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling tingly. Oh, Dave, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, click. Oh, was that man hanging up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh.